prostitution, the world's oldest profession. Illegal in most places in the world, and, like all things related to sex, a taboo subject we rarely discuss. But, in the rural counties of Nevada, where the West is still wild, pay for play is legal. My name is Jim, and for the last 20 years I've been a customer of the legal brothel system in Nevada. From its lavish high-end resort properties, to its small shacks in the middle of nowhere, from its connections to other arms of the sex industry, to the secrets it keeps from the public. I've seen it all, done most of it, and now I'm going to share it all with you. Join my friend Larry and I as we take you Behind the Red Light. Hello again, friends, and welcome to your favorite uh, cleanest sex show on the internet today, mm -hmm. Behind the Red Light, where we discuss all things that happen in the Nevada brothel system. Uh, I am Larry, your head button pusher, uh, production aficionado, an all-round nice guy, and sitting across from me is our resident... Um, Subject matter expert? Uh, sub yes, yeah, subject matter expert. You're going to find a term that you like to refer to me as here sooner or later. Oh, yeah, but we're, you know, we're only on show, you know. Fornicator in residence. Uh, yeah, that just doesn't feel right. No. It just, it, it doesn't sound right. Anyway. I'm the dude that pays for sex and tells you about it. Yeah. Yeah, that actually, that that, that fits. Uh, Jim's here, everybody. Say hi to the good people, Jim. Hi, good people. Yes, yes. Um, we are going to continue with a conversation that we had last week going into this week. we are if you are coming into this conversation midway through because you did not uh hear last week's show by all means go back and listen to last week's show first so that you can get some continuity on what's going on here bottom line is when we pick up on uh, this story it is a friday night in pahrump nevada my friends and i have been to the resort and spa at sherry's ranch and had a not so good experience and have now meandered Next no, you haven't. Oh, we're left. about to meander. You, you I haven't. Say. You haven't meandered. You haven't left. But before we do that, we got P's and Q's. We got to take care well, of. Well, we do. As we are meandering, as the boys are meandering to the chicken ranch, we shall take care of the P's and Q's, which are these. We are not here to endorse. No. We are not here to promote. At all. We do not work for. Neither that. We are not here at all to push, promote, or encourage the legal brothel system whatsoever. We are here simply to educate. And inform. Yes, yes. And hopefully entertain. Well, you know, at, at least we're entertaining ourselves. Sure, we'll go uh, with that. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, if you hear a podcast, it's because the person on the other end is trying to entertain themselves. We, we, we like listening to ourselves talk. Yes. That's, yeah. Yes. In fact, that's why we're glad this is a radio program, because our egos are big enough to fit on it. Right, right. Otherwise, our heads wouldn't be in the image or anything yeah, like you, that sort. Yeah, you wouldn't get us in the shot. But no. speaking of shots, you guys wanted to take a couple of shots. See what I did there? So to speak, yeah. yes. Um, so... You're at Cherry's. Okay, so things you had have, a bad time. Things have not gone well, and the boys and I look at each other and say, "You know what?" Okay, so um, let's let the, there was a, a, a cute little redhead girl, much like um, Charlie Brown. And sure, sure, we'll go with that. Charlie Brown came out of the wah, 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 wah. Now, yeah, all so, the stuff happened. So you with Charlie and Linus, we're going to call him Charlie and Linus. Oh, that'll work. That'll right. So Charlie goes back with with the, the, the Charlie Brown goes back girl. with a cute little redheaded girl. No, Charlie, Charlie, because we don't yeah. want to get tagged with the problem. Yeah, it didn't it didn't work well. No. 
It did not go well. And so uh, we've decided now that we've been here alone long enough that this is ridiculous. So what are you and Linus talking about during the conversation? How ridiculous this is that we have not seen, you know, that enough girls have not come out, whatever. And that, oh, and as this is happening. Now, are you and, you and Linus, like, drinking? No, sodas. So you're just sitting there drinking sodas for yeah. 10 minutes waiting to see if, who, who pops up. and Correct. And then it, and it was at this point. That as we're talking, gentlemen begin getting up from the bar and leaving. So, and they've talked to nobody. So, guys who have come in there, sat down at the bar, ordered their beer, finished their drink mm -hmm. before leaving. Correct. And no girl has showed up. Correct. And and it is important to note at this point. I notice a gentleman come into the bar and take a seat. Mm -hmm. It is at this point that Charlie comes back and we decide to get up and go next door and try our luck there. So we leave the building. Now, remember, dude that came in. OK, that's an important part of the story here in a little while. Who probably dropped his dollar five for his his. Well, that's probably what the house made off his beer was a dollar. Yeah. So in any case, we go next door. We ring in. Uh, when we walk in, ordinarily, uh, our prior experience at the chicken ranch has been that when you ring the buzzer and they buzz you in, there's somebody right there at the front door to ask if you're there for a lineup or you're going to the bar. Yeah. In this case, they buzz us in and no one meets us. Okay. So we're going to walk right into the bar because we have no other option. Okay, stop. That is a huge red flag for me as far as security goes. Well, yeah. Because you don't know who you're buzzing in at this point. Sure don't. You don't know what's in their pockets. No idea More importantly, whatsoever. you don't know what's going on in their In their head. minds, yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless. Or we, what they're full of. We walk in. Now, as we walk in, there are three gentlemen sitting at the bar. I sit down. There is a woman behind the bar who I'd identify herself Moments later, as the shift manager, she would ask if any of us wanted a drink. I was the only one to order one. And as she's mixing the drink, the three guys sitting at the bar are saying, okay, so explain this to us again. Oh, boy. And it is at this point that I realize we're about to hear something very bad because these three men, uh, getting from the sound of this one's voice, are not happy. Okay. Um just a quick pause. Is it typical for like uh, gangs of three get three buddies together to go out to these things? Because well, now you you you've got not you, necessarily of three, but it, it is common to see a group of guys come in because you've got your your gang of three who are just trying to go out there have a good time. You know, you've got this gang of three who's got, on the same mission, and you got this gang of three. So chances are that these are, are much like you. Group of buddies don't see each other very often. Got Correct. something in common, Correct. and it just turns out to be this. Correct. Or have other things in common, and I end up out in Vegas and decide, hey, let's go do this. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Right. So at this point, the shift manager begins to explain to them that there will be no girls coming to the bar because these gentlemen have all suggested they're there to meet women, and we can't give an unfair advantage to the girls who are uncomfortable coming into the bar. And so, therefore... Okay, this is hurting if, my brain now. If guys are interested, they have to pick a girl off of the rolling thing of photos that's on the TV behind her, in which case she will get that girl to come into the bar, or alternatively, 
they can get the lineup in the in the parlor and pick the girl that they want. But there will be no essentially preamble or conversation or anything happening in the bar because that's that's not going to work that way. And who thought this was a good idea? Well, I don't know, but apparently the girls that are uncomfortable coming into the bar consider the fact that the other girls would have an advantage as dirty hustling and therefore it's no longer allowed. Okay. No, so no, 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 yes, no, no, yes. no, 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 let let me take over for just a second. The gentleman in the room who understands what dirty hustling is because I've explained it on previous shows is already going, wait a second, that's not dirty hustling. So you can well imagine how the three guys with a combined total of 60 years of doing this are feeling right now where they're going, what the hell did you just say? We're like, uh, that's not dirty hustling. That's not how that works. Coming into the bar and grabbing the guy by the dick while no one else can touch him, that is dirty hustling. Saying to him, look, I'll give you a deal in the back, blah, 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 blah. That is dirty hustling. Accepting cash under the table from the guy in order to give him a lower rate when you book it at the house so the house gets screwed out of money, that's dirty hustling. The fact that you, as a working girl, are uncomfortable talking with a guy at a bar while your co-workers are, that's not dirty hustling. That's you're an idiot and you're in the wrong business. Yeah, wouldn't you want to go and sell? Okay, so by preventing the other, um, let's say, extroverted Correct. working girls Correct. from making a living Correct. and making money. Correct. For the house too. For let's the not, house. let's let's not, let's not get it twisted oh, here. That, uh, I haven't even touched on that yet. Yeah. Because that is that. Just a second there. Okay. So these introverted girls are mm -hmm. preventing the more extroverted uh, from doing their job. From doing their job, and that's hurting their pockets because they don't feel comfortable talking to somebody. That's the claim, at least. Okay. That's the claim. We're we're gonna run with that claim. However, the house, the house <laughs> the people you're who, getting it who are, are are running this business you're getting it brother they would want the insanity the sheer insanity of letting these girls run the it's, house it's the inmates running the asylum as opposed to the house running the girls and I, I i did not mean for it to sound see this is why i didn't want to tell you everything so that we got this response because if somebody that's not in has nothing to do with this business is able to draw that conclusion, then it explains why I drew that conclusion. Because this this has nothing to do with understanding the business in as much as it's understanding just how business functions. Period. Okay, you the I, I, I oh man I. Did not realize that this was going to be part of the story, but here we go. Because uh -huh. now I'm going to make some analogies to make it easier for the people. That's if you right. Don't mind. Yes, please do. Okay. And we're going to use an analogy that you're familiar with because it just makes it even easier for me. Mm -hmm. You're a barber. I am. You're a barber. Yeah, I'm okay. in a barbershop. Yes. You, and you own a barbershop and you own your own chair. Yes. Your chair, nobody else's chair, your chair. Correct. Let's say you wanted to go barber for somebody else and you needed to go rent their chair. Mm -hmm. Okay? Just 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 for an example. Right. So there's five barbers, there's five chairs, mm -hmm. you being one of them, so now you're competing with the other four barbers. Correct. You know. But you aren't going to let the customers come into the barber shop because I'm uncomfortable with there being people waiting there. With Correct. And so as a result, the other four barbers suffer 
because I'm uncomfortable with that. And the House acquiesces to what I want versus what is best for business. Right. Because that's how, what you're yeah, – exactly, How are you going to pay rent on your there chair? There you go. If you're not cutting hair. There you go. More importantly, go. how are these girls supposed to make a living and pay for their rental spot? Because as we've discussed, as we've discussed, you and or, or hang on, strike that, reverse it. As we have discussed, those girls are paying rent on the room that they correct. have in the back. Correct. Yeah. So how are they supposed to pay so the freight? If they don't break that day, they're already in debt basically because they didn't make enough money to cover their expenses for that day. And in turn, the house can now charge those girls even after they throw them out. And right. now, now, because that's part of the agreement, right? I, I would assume that that's the way the contract works, that the girls have to pay the rent on the room that was due regardless of what happens. And if you can't pay rent, you're kicking rocks. Right. You're on the street. Right. Now, here's the thing. And this is where you, know, you start to get into the debate about what the hell is going on out there or whatever. But let me let me we'll get to that after we finish the actual account of the story. Okay. So at this point, these gentlemen decide, well, this is a waste of effort and get up and leave. Oh, they're not going to Sherry's because we've already determined nobody's there. We well, and and we we had assumed that they had already been there based Ooh. on what they were saying. So they had been there and left. Now they had been here and were leaving. And they're out. So they're out. They're gone. This is three men that you've lost that money. And there, there's no way to get it back. They've left. Okay. Left completely unsatisfied. And, and let's just give an example of, of the kind of money. Now, let's say that they're stereotypical customers. Not saying that any customer is stereotypical when you go into right, a brothel. Right, right. But let's just say for the money that they are going to shell out, nice round number, Thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. Let's each. just throw out a thousand dollars. That yeah. means the house just lost fifteen hundred dollars. Correct. On watching these gentlemen leave. That's right. That's right. They're about to lose fifteen hundred more. So the next thing that happens is the boys and I are looking at each other like, okay, what do we do now? And now we huddle up because now we have a decision to make. And the guys are looking at me like, dude, what do we do? And I said, I don't know. I said, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I feel uncomfortable with the idea of not talking to someone before I'm about to whip my dick out in front of them. Well, that's I, just that's just me. I can't. And I know there are plenty of guys out there that are like, I don't care as long as she's hot, I can screw her. I'm not that guy. I, I'm, no. I'm just going to be honest. I'm not that guy. And maybe that makes me sound like a wuss to anyone listening to this. And that's fine if that's the way that makes me sound. I'm telling you right now, I'm not dropping my pants with someone I haven't at least had a 15-minute conversation with to see if I actually want to whip my dick out in the first place. Well, yeah. and that's, that's, that's just, and I don't think I'm weird in that sense. And maybe I am. I don't know. But to me, this is this is this makes sense. Like, you would want to have that conversation. And I convey this to the shift manager. Well, more importantly, and it's something that you, you, you alluded to in your statement, it's comfort. Sure. You don't feel comfortable. Correct. And How are you going to give somebody a grant, a thousand dollars, if you don't know if you're compatible so, or comfortable with? Or, yeah. So at this point, I'm explaining this to the shift manager, and I'm being very polite about it. I'm saying, listen, you have to understand, we've been doing this a long time, and things have obviously really, really changed around here because this is not the way that it's been done historically for the last twenty years, and we're somewhat taken aback by this we're very confused and she explains well that's it's been the way since you know however many months i've been here 
and tells us that um, that she's actually the only one on shift. There's no other than the girls. She's the only one there. There's no security. There's no nothing. And we oh, are stunned. Goodness, We're, we are stu- we are sitting there completely stunned oh. by this whole whole oh. scenario. Oh, this has trouble written all over it. And then on top of it, the guy starts saying to me, "How is this going to sound when you go home?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm going to tell the truth. I have to tell the truth." And she's looking at us somewhat odd. And I explain that I have a podcast, and I tell her the name of it, and she says, "Oh, Alice has mentioned that. I know who you are." Oh well, hi, so Alice. So now this is <laughs> one of the girls who is actually very well known in the system as apparently aware of us and has mentioned it. So Alice, I am so sorry to be overall over the brothel like this, but you got to understand this is, I wasn't left with a whole lot of choice here. Oh no, actually, if anything, she might, she might prefer us getting our voices out there who and knows, actually maybe. broadcasting because it sounds like some of these girls are preventing her from making money. Well, Alice makes money regardless because Alice has a fantastic social media presence. Oh, wonderful. And, Go and Alice. knows what she's doing. She's one of the top girls in the business. Oh. She really is fantastic and just a really, really great person. But in any case... I know you by name alone. I hope you're doing well. Yeah. She's a sweetheart. But in any case... Um, so at this point, I, I'm looking at the boys and I said, okay, look, things have obviously changed. And I said, let's think back to our first days on the message boards. And I said, let's think about those old men that used to complain and bitch that they couldn't go into a brothel anymore and get full service for $300. Remember those guys? We used to call them the cheap old bastards. And the boys are like, yeah, I remember those Inflation. guys. And I said, you know, I said, those guys had aged out. I said, have we aged out is the question. No. Is it, have we aged? And what is what I'm posing to them okay. at that time? And the guys are like, maybe. And I said, look, I said, we have a choice here. I said, we can either try to comply with the way things are today and see if it works for us. And if it doesn't, maybe we need to accept that this is it. This is our day in. It's ended. It's over. We're out of here. Well, there are a couple of so, things that I want to bring up before we get down that rabbit hole. Well, road. no. We're, again, we'll come back to that later. This is simply the conversation that the three of us are having at that moment. Okay. And so I say, you know what? I think I'm going to try picking out a girl and seeing what happens. So my friend agrees and says, Charlie, Charlie agrees and says he's going to try it too. Linus has decided he's going to snuggle his blanket. He's out of this. I can and I can relate with Linus right now. Yeah. So at that point, um, we go ahead and each pick a girl from the rolling pictures. Uh, the young lady that that Charlie picks comes out, takes him and goes back. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting on mine because they can't find her. Oh, well, accountability, buddy. So um, eventually uh, they find her and she's snuggling on the couch watching television with somebody else. And the shift manager tells me she'll be out in a few minutes. She's just getting changed. At which point Charlie comes back into the bar and says, well, uh, that that went okay." And I said, "Okay, well, how did it go? And he said, well. You know, she sat and talked with me a few minutes before we even talked about price or whatever. He said, so that was good. I felt okay. I felt a little comfortable. He said, but when we started talking numbers, it just, it just, we couldn't, we it couldn't fell apart. do it. And um, I said, well, did you find anything out? He said, well, I have found out that the house minimum has increased quite a bit. And I said, oh, really? I said, what is the house minimum these days? And he said, 500. So I thought, okay, well, inflation, these things happen. The last I knew it was like 250 bucks. So... It has gone up quite a bit. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. 
But this immediately told me that if the house minimum is five hundred, you're not getting any getting out of there with anything less than a thousand. That that uh, point blank period. Right. It's just not going to happen. So at this point, my girl comes out. I go back with her. She's not really interested in having a conversation at all. It's what do you want? What's this? What am I going to get paid? And I'm thinking to myself, this is already not going well. But I decide to humor her just to see where this is going to go. And I said, well, I said, I have to be honest with you. I said, I'm not real comfortable with the idea of just getting into a party. I said, I'd rather talk to you for a little bit beforehand and everything. And she says, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. She said, um, she said, how about we have a 20-minute conversation in the bar, get to know each other, and we can come back here. We'll make it part of the party. We can be back here for uh, an hour and Make I it said, part of the party. And I said, well, uh, and I and at this point, I'm okay with this. I'm thinking, okay, this isn't bad. I said, that sounds okay. And I said, well, what uh, what are you looking at for something like that? And she said, four thousand dollars. Now, at this point, this is the highest number I have ever been quoted ever. Okay. For anything so in a brothel. For, so for four grand, she intends to talk to me for twenty minutes in the bar. During which time I'll probably buy a drink for her uh -huh. that I will pay for, uh -huh. right? At which point we will go back to the room. We will have an encounter that will last approximately an hour, at which point I will leave. Now, we, and we haven't even discussed do's and don'ts yet. Okay. Or what I'm going to get for this party. But it's going to be four grand. But it's going to be four grand. And, to, uh, uh, <laughs> and at this point... I not a whole lot going else <clears throat> going on in the bar that night. Either. There is nothing going on at this point. I looked at her and I said, um, well, then I might as well go back to the bar now. I said, because we're way too far apart. I said, this isn't going to happen. And she said, well, what number did you have in mind? And I said, look, I said, I'm just going to level with you. I said, I'm, I said, I was figuring right around a thousand dollars. I said, but four thousand. I said, there's no way I'm going to pay for that. And she's sitting there and she says, well, um, I mean, I could give you maybe five minutes in the bar and 20 minutes here for a thousand. And I said, no, that's not going to happen. And she said, well, what about if I do, you know, a half hour back here and 10 minutes in the bar for 1500? And I said, no, you're not getting it, honey. I said, we're too far apart. I said, this isn't going to work. I said, I'm going back to the bar now. At which point she, I stood up, and now she has no choice but to stand up. And then she said, "All right, well, how about the half hour, uh, you know, here for a thousand? And I said, "No." I said, "We're done." I said, "I want to go back to the bar." She made you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I was, I was, felt, I was over this. I was completely done. It felt like she was hustling you at this point, which is her job, and I understand you know. that. That that wasn't my problem. My problem was like, look, honey, if you're looking to command this type of money, and and here's the other thing. And well, I'll mention this once I get finished with the story. So this one, I get back to the bar. When I turn the corner, and the the, the guys look at me, and I give them the the thumbs down, and uh, immediately Linus says, "Well, what was she asking?" And I said, four thousand dollars." And the two of them stopped and looked at me with this look like, wait, what? And, I, and, and he said, what the hell were you asking for? And I said, a half and half. And he said, oh, hell no. And I was like, yeah, we're out of here. At this point, the three of us tell the shift manager, have a nice day, and we excuse ourselves and leave. And now this is more money getting in the car and going down the road. And as we're on the way out, remember the guy I told you about that walked into Sherry's as we were leaving? Well, now he was walking into the chicken ranch, so apparently it didn't go well for him there either. Oh. 
No word on whether he partied at the chicken ranch or not. But we left. And we went and we went back to uh we went back to Vegas feeling like, well, is this the end of our time in the system or not? And uh, at that point, we began discussing other options, such as going to Canada or perhaps south of the border or wherever, uh, to entertain ourselves. And um, I said, you know what? Let's not get too excited yet. I said, you know, we haven't talked to anybody up north. I said, let me get home and have a conversation or two and find out what I can find out. Well, we're going to break down your trip, and which is probably something that I probably should have done and the uh, initial is to break down uh, the, the the entire trip because there are so many cautionary. There's a lot to unpack here, like there... I said, and and we have you know we've basically accounted for both houses, and now it's the why and the how and the what and everything else. And I have a feeling that'll be on the third show here at this point because we're I know we're we're starting to run. Yeah, long. we're starting to run run a little long in the tooth, but that's okay because it does warrant a third show. This will be a trilogy. Yeah, because I don't think we can. We can uh, put too much, I mean, if we really, really wanted to dig into it, we could dig into mm-hmm. it. But that's what we plan on doing in the next show, and then that'll that'll be your nice um, closing, I guess. Yes. It, it, it will wrap everything up in a, 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 a nice little package, because we're going to go over Sherry's, and we're going to go over uh, the Chicken Ranch, and where they're just glaring glaring issues yeah. with your experience, not just for your experience, but for the that business. For the other, for the other gentlemen that were there. It, it was just the what is apparently business as usual there right now is absolutely atrocious. Well, it's not just it's it, it's not just for for those gentlemen. It's for their business, yeah. their business. Like, well, there's just issues. We're going to have to discuss them yeah. on on, uh, on the finale of the but show. It, but you know what? There are people that may have questions. There are. They're listening to this. So, Larry, tell them what to do if they have questions. Well, if you have questions and you would like to ask us questions, you can find us at BehindTheRedLight702 at gmail.com, where if you want to anonymously or unanonymously drop us a line, a note, a letter, a congratulations, uh a credit card number, you know. Um, oh, we love credit card numbers. Yeah, uh, a mm-hmm. map to find some some buried treasure. Yes. We don't care what you leave us. Just leave us something, and we will be sure to read that on air over the interwebs and, and this, and we'll, that, and, and the as other long thing. as you're a nice person, we'll keep you. We'll keep it private. Yes, as long as you're a nice person and you'd like to keep it private, we'll keep it private. However, if you decide to be a flaming jerk, then we are going to do everything we possibly can to get everybody to know who you are because yep. you're being a jerk, yep. and all you really had to do was shut the show off. Yep. Absolutely. But if you want to be more exposed, see what I did there? Ah, womp womp. Ah, if you want to be more exposed, you want everybody to know, and everybody loves a community because it's been socially proven that, you know, communities build strength um, and, and positivity. Jim, why don't you tell them where they can find us? Well, they can find us on social media. They can go to the Book of Faces there, and they can look up behind the red light. You'll see our uh, logo there, which has a a beautiful silhouette of a beautiful woman in neon. Go ahead and like that. Interact. Enjoy. And uh, you you can reach out to Larry and I both uh, right through there if you want to. Yep. And that's about it. Now on our our next show and possibly the last show that we're going to be doing for this uh, venture. Yeah. Yeah, this venture (laughs) series. Jeez. Because there's going to be uh, a, a lot to discuss. We're gonna... <laughs> yeah, great cookamugga. Yeah. All right, well, 
We're going to wrap it up. So um, I'm Larry. That's Jim. That's Jim. I'm Larry. And uh, we hope to see you soon. See ya.